Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Ken, this is episode 31. 31, that is strong. We're keeping it going, we're keeping it moving. How are you feeling this week? I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, even here in 31, man. Boy, oh, we've made milestones, man. Um, yeah. And it's nice to know that, you know, we've made it to... Oh, what month is this? It's July. So mm-hmm. we've made it over over a year, man. It's, I'm over half a year. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so I'm feeling good, man. Um, I don't like, and, and I know you're feeling it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, scheduling for this has become quite tricky in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that we're not letting it hold us back. We're not like, all right, we're not cancelling a week. Uh, we're, we're still trying to find time for it, which is in in itself uh, um, good, but also mm-hmm. uh, uh, something that we need to work on. Yeah. Um, or even, uh, and, and there's reasons for that. Um, obviously, like it was difficult on the Sunday. Uh, and then, you know, something that I really wanted to talk about, which was, well, I'm going to keep it quite brief. But yeah, for some reason, well, I know the reason, but if anyone's a teacher, you know about this. In the last few weeks leading up to the end of summer holiday, right? So we're about to enter a summer holiday. So tomorrow's my last day, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, the workload just jumps up out of nowhere. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we've got a million things to do now. All right, cool. We'll do this, do this. We'll have to fill in this form. We'll have to do this. We'll have to, don't forget about the kids with this, 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 this. Oh, by the way, year six are coming in. So now we have to do this for the year sixes. So you have to stay till 5.30. What? 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 Like, what was I talking about? So like so many things coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. that have to now be sorted out in the last freaking week, last couple of weeks. So it's so chilled out or relatively chilled like for the first two terms and then it hits the final term or towards the end of the final half term and all of a sudden, oh, don't forget about the assessments. You have to do this, you have to mark, you have to do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And to add insult onto injury, the son decides, oh yeah, oh, you're trying to, you're trying to work work. Yeah. Oh, let me just make the weather beautiful and make every single movement you make annoying, painful and agony and sweaty and ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, an annoying end of the half term. But mm-hmm. like I said, tomorrow's the final day. So things are going to be a bit more easier to navigate. But yeah, yeah man, like besides that, you know, it's cool. Like we, the, the typical things that happen at the end of the year happening, we can't watch movies and uh, in, in lesson, you know, we, uh, I took a couple of cheeky, like, all right, we ain't doing no work today. Yeah, sirs, mate, not making us do any work. And so I just did a couple of like, just talk to them about life and everything. Um, we watched... Uh, some people came in to do uh, Romeo and Juliet play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on stage today. And um, this is something I, I really wanted to get your opinion on. Bro, Romeo and Juliet is the most infuriating story I've come across recently. Now, I studied it in secondary school, and I'm quite sure you did the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. But Romeo and Juliet, um, it's been studied to death. But this is me really not being a teenager, being a grown man and actually analysing after watching a lot of films, a lot of TV shows, reading quite a few books and mm-hmm. listening to people's lives in general. They are the dumbest couple in the bloody universe. I'm so upset yeah. that Romeo caught two buddies over a girl he met literally yesterday. Are you dumb? Juliet is 14. She's in year eight slash year nine, Rev. Mm-hmm. And she's moving man like this. Like, oh, oh my God. I'm, I'm gonna... Like, it just shows you how privileged these lot were in the story. Obviously, it's not real. But I was like, yo, these people are stupid. Like, and I was fuming throughout the entire thing. It was well performed and it was well acted. I'm not, I wasn't pissed at, you know, the people that actually performing it. Mm-hmm. I was fuming at the actual story. It was so dumb. Tony, did you study it in school? I study in school and obviously everybody has the same analysis. It's like a bunch of, you know, rich people 
doing rich dumb people stuff like honestly the way the end plays out with the whole misunderstanding about the poisoning first of all like why not just use a sleep agent why are you actually using real poison i I don't i don't understand this plan right like just use you already established that you have a sleep agent why are you rolling around with actual real poison and oh my girlfriend took poison and died ah i'm gonna take poison and die with you like what like oh come on man but you know it's neither here or there because that's 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 the thing about tragedies right it's supposed to be tragic so um they succeeded I, 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 in yeah. their in their in their tragicness shakespeare well shakespeare was a thief anyway but i won't even get into that um, yeah, yeah that's a whole different thing but before we get into the show ken i just want to say thank you for all of the people that have joined us we uh, this week we welcome you we appreciate you and if you can show your appreciation back just sit that you know like on whatever platform you're listening on give us a follow give us a subscription whatever you need to do we appreciate you and you know if you can evangelize it uh, evangelize us to to your friends your family anybody that's willing to listen to us we welcome it uh but ken what what was you yeah, gonna we, say? We do, we do, we do, we do welcome, you know, the people on road, you know, with the microphone and big speaker. If you feel like you need to do that about a podcast, by all means, we we accept that too. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little spot in Devon High Street, you know. So yeah, uh, you was gonna you was gonna say something more. What's what else is going on with you? Um, yeah, I, I'm free. It, it's 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 officially um summer holiday for me for five and a half weeks not the usual six weeks because reasons but you know for for five and a half weeks i'm yeah. just gonna be in bed so and so then, this was your last day today yeah tomorrow tomorrow's my last day but technically today was my last day because for some strange reason i don't know if someone was smiling down at me or someone messed up with the timetable i don't mm. teach on thursday right so i'm either in cover or dealing with people's issues uh, surrounding various responsibilities in school yeah so yeah thursday is a relatively should be a nice day but because um if people don't know it's actually eid this week the second eid so quite a, f- a lot of students are off from school mm-hmm. um and so most likely i will be on cover covering lessons because teachers are also off because they're celebrating eid right which is a phenomenon that has blown my mind mm-hmm. in the last couple years or so because just like yourself, um, I went to, well, I don't know primarily with you, Tony, but I went mm. to a Catholic primary school, went to a Catholic secondary school, went to a Catholic college. Yeah. So this was not on my radar. It's only when I'm a grown man, plus 30 years, yeah. that now I'm like, wait, what? People just take off time during during the year for, for a celebration, a holy celebration? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's not like blowing my mind. It's just like, oh, I've just generally never experienced this because... Um, you know, I went to a heavily Christian upbringing, heavily Christian school. So it's generally it, surprising because yeah. of the fact that we're so used to it always being the Christmases of it all, you know, the the Easter's of it all. Right. And it does make sense in a way that like, yeah, do you know what? You're not the only religion on the block. Maybe respect other religions. Like the question is going to be now, the, do we get time off for Diwali? You know, do we get time off for young Kippur for you know the the Jewish out there you know do we get time off granted Hanukkah is kind of built into Christmas now because you know um the pagans went out again but do you get extra time off for Hanukkah you know is there is there time off for Kwanzaa you know 
um, for the pagans out there, do we get Saturnalia? If you celebrate Saturnalia, I forget which denomination celebrates Saturnalia. I think the Greeks. I don't know. But what are we really talking about this weekend? What what is of the topic? Oh, we're talking about the wrap up. The wrap up. What is the wrap? Oh, up? we're talking about the wrap wrap up. The wrap up, and then the new beginnings mm-hmm. of Loki, my friend. I oh. mean. I I think I think that is a good topic and I think we can merge that into a bigger topic that I want to talk about later that's one of the things we're talking about today yeah I want to I want to compare contrast the uh the other Marvel Disney plus shows because they're they're all done now well this run anyway we got still got more to time to come we've got a smorgasbord as they say of content to come uh but before we get into that Ken I want to talk about the big movie that came out uh last week uh and that is the what i like to call the jelly of the cosmos uh also oh, known i see what you did there i see what you did there well done tony well also done. known as space jam or you know marmalade vacuum uh which is known do you in even itself. know the double meaning that you just threw out there i'm just saying man i'm all about them bars baby hey you know about the jelly layups and everything? Uh, it, it's all jelly, baby. It's all jelly. But speaking of jelly layups, before since we're getting into the topic of a basketball film, Ken, let's talk about. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's talk here about the dopeness that was the NBA final, right? Now oh, that con- was different. Congratulations to whatever Nigerian listenership we have and Greek listenership, because right now you got. I claim him. You claim him. You have to claim him, right? Whether you're Nigerian or Greek, you have to claim him. Shout out to the people that know about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, is he a powerful, would you call him a powerful forward, Ken? He's a power forward, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Power forward for the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely beast of a player, right? So let's set the scene, right? You've got the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, they're, they're not really a big team. It's not really, you know, uh, a, 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 a team that's kind of seen as oh, the big boys in the NBA. Nine times out of ten, people listening to this probably won't even know who the Milwaukee Bucks are, where Milwaukee even is in America, right? But you've got this, this little tiny team. You've got adult player uh, in the form of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Then you've got acquisitions of DeAndre, uh, once again, sorry, um, Drew Holiday. You've got who else? Um, who was the one that's making those crazy threes? Um. Ooh. There was Drew Holiday. There was Giannis Antetokounmpo. There was let's let's actually have a quick look. Let's have a quick look. But essentially, this is it, right? This team, this this little team that could fights all the way, all the way from winning, uh, getting that finding their place in the 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 um the playoffs, right? For people that don't know what the playoffs is, you have the regular season. Imagine the Premier League. You got the regular season, of the Premier League. You win the Prem. But it's not over there. Essentially, what the playoffs is, is the opportunity for the teams from the two conferences, which is the East and West side of America, that if they do well enough based on how many wins, they get selected to this kind of like tournament, right? And each phase of the tournament, you get a best of seven games. And if you win the majority of those games, you move on to the next round of the tournament. So this little team that could, for the most part, Played a brilliant regular season, very strong regular season. They had the highest scoring um, in terms of offense. They had great results when it came to defense. You know, they had a really great result, right? Then you have the other side of it where you have stronger teams. 
like the Lakers, like New, um, what's again, um, Brooklyn Nets. Well, you've got amazing players like Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, the, the big three right now in the NBA. I mentioned the Lakers. You've got LeBron James. You've got Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, is it Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, AD. AD, yeah. right? You know, you've got Kyle Kuzma showing up for people. Like, unfortunately, he only showed up for one game. Then the rest of the season, he sucked. But you had Caruso pick up the slack, you know? The, uh, you mean the Caruso? The Caruso. It's, it's crazy. So you got all of this going on. Like, suffice to say, the Milwaukee Bucks weren't really necessarily the favorites to win this thing. But they creep through. They go stage by stage. They're knocking out people left, right, and center. And thinking, oh, crap. Okay. This is a good team. Don't think they're going to win. Next thing you know, they knock out the favorites, which is the New York Nets, right? Now, these guys, the super team, like legit. I can't believe this, right? The whole previous season, they, they lost, right? They didn't, make, uh, they didn't win the finals, right? And they signed James Harden. And they said, okay, now we're going to do it, right? The whole team was built around, around um, Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving was there first, right? Am I correct? Yes, he was. Then he brings over Kevin Durant. They still don't win it. Then they bring over James Harden and you're thinking, all right, right, this is what you wanted. You wanted these players, right? Now you've got no excuse. Next thing you know, they get knocked out by the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks makes the way to the finals. Now they're playing a very strong team, a, a, a team that equally nobody was really looking at in the form of the Suns. And right now you've got, you got kind of like a weird kind of Rocky situation where, you know Rocky's the underdog, right? Ken, give us, give us a rundown of like the, 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 what I'm really talking about in terms of the underdog situation with it, when it comes to the Suns. Mate, the Suns, yo, if anyone said the Suns were how many years ago, they were at the bottom of the league. Yeah. They were the bottom of the league. And they were a six, like, like they were successfully the bottom of the league for a while. Mm -hmm. Then out of nowhere, they have clawed and scrimmaged through the mud to make it to the finals. They managed to acquire amazing art, man. The players that they have in this team. Yeah. Help step up the game of this team. Uh, we have the legendary CP3, Chris Paul. CP3, right? bear in mind, a player that's been in the game 16 years. 16 long, hard years. The guy's 36 years old. He has wanted a ring. He's never won a, uh, he's, he's never won a ring. He's had brilliant season after brilliant season, but every time he makes it to the playoffs, something goes wrong. He either gets injured or just bottles it, but he really wanted the ring, the ring right? Then you got you got prospects like Devin Booker, like new kid yep. on the block, young, powerful, strong, brilliant technical player. Some people might consider him to be the new uh, Kobe Bryant. I think that's a little bit of blasphemy, but you know, time will tell. He's got time to improve. You got DeAndre Ayton, who's he's a beast of a player. We're not going to get into the stats. We're not going to even talk about this too long. But the the bottom line is this, right? It comes down to the final, and the Suns are winning it. It's a 2-0 two, two game. So, uh, two nil, right? They win two games, best out of seven. They win two of them. So everybody's kind of written off the Milwaukee Bucks in. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're out of it, right? And people really, really want Chris Paul to win the championship because 
He's worked hard. He kind of deserves man, I it. I wanted Chris Paul to win the championship. Everybody sure, did. Everybody did. So it's just like bummer after bummer after bummer when he when he hasn't. So it comes down to it. Okay, now it's 2-0 down. People think just this is going to be a sweep, right? They're going to win game three, game four. Game three happens. What? No. Something, some magic happens and what? The Bucks win it. Okay, you're thinking, oh, it's fine. It's just 2-1. The Suns are going to win game four. Game four happens. The Bucks bring it back. It's 2-2. Two, two. It's tied up. Okay, this is, this is crazy. But as good as the Bucks are, they're not as technically savvy as the Phoenix Suns. Game, game five comes in. Guess what? The Bucks win it again. I say, oh, I'm getting a bit nervous now. Now, again, we still don't think the Bucks have it in them to really win it. CP3, he's a dope player. When he gets hungry, he really takes it. Now, Ken. This is, this is the craziness, right? Everybody's expecting in game five. I'm talking about game five, right? Am I correcting my maths? Yeah. Game five, the Bucks are going to bring it back. And it's going to be, sorry, I'm thinking game six. Sorry, game six, right? Right now, it's 3-2 three, it's three, down, am I right? Yep, 3-2 down. It gets to game six, right? At this point, if the Bucks win it, it's all over. If the Suns win it, they bring it back to a level playing field and it's going to be 3-3 so it takes it to a game seven the final game of the final game in street fighter this is the final round right and everybody's thinking no nah, the suns they're hungry they're not going to let themselves lose they're going to win game six bring it to 3-3 and they're going to have to duke it out in game seven nope the buck said no 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 we ain't going back to phoenix this is done this is dumb. We're tired. We ain't going back to the desert. It's dusty. You lot are dusty. Get off my court. And guess what? <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo comes onto the court, scores 50 points. Fifth, what's again? 15. He dropped 50 on, no, 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 on their heads, bro. On 50 heads. points and 15 rebounds. Five blocks. He decimates them. And says, bye, this is mine. Bear in mind, Giannis Isokumpo is a young dude. He's freshly in the game. He's 26. 20, well, is he 26? I think he's, he's, I think he's younger than that. I think he's 24, bro. He's 26, bro. He's 26. All right, cool. But he's only been in the NBA for three seasons. Three seasons and he gets his first ring. Is that madness? CP3 has been in the game 16 years. Still ain't got the ring. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who... People have continuously underestimated he can't shoot. He can't shoot freeze. He can't shoot. Well, he, well, one thing, and, and, you know, let's not get too much into it, but mm. I, I would say one thing about it. It seems like what he did is what, it doesn't matter if you're playing football, hockey, mm -hmm. basketball, whatever. You let your pride step aside. Yeah. Let your pride step aside. He knows this season his shooting wasn't A1. Yeah. Right? So instead of being like, nah, nah, I'm the best person in the team. He's like, no, no, no. Let me play where my strength is. Mm -hmm. And that was him dominating closer to the rim, right? And that's all we saw him do. Well, well this is numbers on them. This is the dangerous you know I mean? thing, right? And then he was getting the the the, uh, the easy twos as well. Yeah. Like, but the dangerous... That's all he did. And, and, the, and he just scooped 50 points from this game. A dangerous thing was, though, a couple of times in the playoffs, earlier games, I'm not talking about the uh, with the Suns. With the Suns, I think he learned his lesson. But a couple of times in earlier in the, com uh, in the conference final, let's say when they were going up against uh, the Nets, right? He lost them some of those games because he was trying to play those shots. Granted, he was working something out. 
He's trying to say, maybe I can stretch myself. This is my opportunity to do so. But he legit lost them some of those games by playing like that. He learned his lesson. Bear in mind, he was injured the back half of uh, the series with the Nets, right? And who stepped up? Um, Drew, Drew Holiday stepped up. And he won mm. those games for them. They actually arguably played some of their... The, those last two games were the best games they had. Before this final, when Giannis was out, when he had his, a hyperextension in his knee. So I was thinking to myself, yo, th- this team is a team to be reckoned with, right? Again, this is not a basketball podcast, but I thought it was worth mentioning because that was some dope content and we're all about dope content, right? So yeah. moving on it, to it, something that is... Well, like... I, just before we jump off of this, mm. because you know it's it's not the only finals that happened recently. Obviously, we had the uh, the Euro finals, um, which people obviously lost their minds about, and then you know the the fallout after that, after England lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just to just keeping in the mindset of like what 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 glory does to people, right? Yeah, and, and how it affects people. Because right now, uh, Milwaukee Bucks are, are, are absolutely loving it. They're, they're going absolutely nuts. Yeah. And you see all the hot takes. You see all the, pe- the reasons why all the Suns lost or why the Bucks won. And then people being incredibly negative towards the people that uh, lost. Like, oh, they lost because the Suns weren't doing this. Oh, because they weren't doing that. Rather than thinking about, like, okay, maybe they just got outplayed. But people were getting really nasty and negative. Mm-hmm. Um, which mirrors kind of what happened in the uh, Euro finals, which mm-hmm. um, if people don't know... Um, a lot of the uh, it went to penalties, so it got equalized, and when it equalizes by full time, you go to penalties. Yeah, and then the people that took the final shots, um, uh, uh missed, which cost uh, the game or or, or 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 the finals, and people were absolute like a group of people were absolutely livid to the point where, within minutes, there was a slew of racist tweets and messages flying around, mm-hmm. uh, uh, social media, and. To, to funny enough, which I found absolutely hilarious, to the shock of Boris Johnson after he said, you know, Bryn's definitely racist free, right? Yeah. But, you know, like it, it was just that like, what I'm trying to say is when it comes to these finals, whatever, it's very easy for people to just put all their anger and hate into the small things that may have affected a game. Yeah. Ignoring that, you know, the Phoenix Suns for years or for a considerable amount of time, they were at the bottom of the league. Yeah. They made it to the finals. That is a huge thing. Yeah. Right? Let's let's clap for that. Not clap for that that they lost or being out that they lost. Let's clap that they that they made it that far. Same thing with England. When's the last time England got even a sniff of the finals? Mm-hmm. It's been decades, not years, decades. And people are angry at the people that cost the game. Come on, man. Be happy. Be like count your blessings. And I think that's what people need to do. Count your blessings. Use the strengths that you accumulated. Uh, uh, quite recently from your loss so you can strive and get bigger and grow and get better the next time going forward and it applies more so to sports applies to everything that we do yeah even applies to this podcast like we're ready in the process don't worry we've got something special cooking for you guys we've made some mistakes in the past Mm -hmm. and that's why the quality is a bit better now yeah and from the things that we've realized that we can do soon more things will be coming soon that are just not going to be on the podcast so yeah yeah It's, it's a wise lesson to take from all the sports Definitely, definitely. Now, moving on from that tremendous positivity, not, you know, the, the football finals, but the NBA finals, the, you know, the rejoicement of Giannis Antetokounmpo, arguably right, right now the best player in the league. I'm, I'm going to say that definitively. To perform the way he did, right now he is the best. He made it to the final. He made his points. 
he finished he's literally up there with one of the few people one of two people to score 50 in the finals not even jordan did that jordan scored 45 in the in the finals now moving on from that accolade to something uh a little less accolicious that's not a word but i'm gonna use it less accolicious uh space jam i'm gonna talk about how Oh, if we're going to talk about how, how USA is doing trash, uh, the, not trash nah. but, but, but losing in nah. a... <laughs> nah, 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 nah. No disrespect They're to... Niger- losing basketball games. No, no disrespect oh, to like, Nigeria. Nigeria, like, you know, they're a great team, athletic team. Like, but you got all-stars on your team and you've lost in Nigeria. I don't care if... Well, 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 let's not lie. Nigeria outplayed them. No, yeah. They're if out- if but- anyone's wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about the... Um, I think it's the Olympics friendlies. Uh, um, it's so the, it was the it was the pre tournament. It was the preliminaries. Yeah, the exhibition games, right? So it was US US versus um, Nigeria. They lose to Nigeria. US versus Australia. They lose to Australia. Right now, in terms of the tournament, they've been playing a lot better. They're winning. It seems like they're dead set to win it. Uh, but b- before that, right? Let's just let's just make it fully clear. I get what you're saying. They outplay them. That's not what I'm disputing. I'm making the point is this: you got a team full of stars. Granted, there's NBA players on Nigeria, but none of them are stars. None of them. None of them are top billion players. Yeah, and you got outplayed by them. Like okay, there's I, I, there's a big there's a big thing to that. I think because um, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Like how how is it possible for that to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you have arguably the best some of the best players in the world in that particular sport all in one team and you still lost yeah um i was watching the stats i was watching the game and it just seems like they just play differently mm-hmm. like and even uh luka don uh, uh luka Doncic, uh, who, who um plays for the mavs um like he was saying it it's easier to score in the nba than it is in europe yeah so and i think it's because of they, they play differently and they've just been learning to play differently rather yeah. than using USA as the gold standard. They think, all right, cool, let's try and play more efficiently and less flashy and more honing in with good defense, good looks for shots. And it seems to be worth. Now, I'm not saying that's the main reason why they lost, but it, it seems like, you know, they weren't ready to, they, they weren't ready and they didn't adapt to the way, you know, other parts of the world actually play the sport. And, you know... so used to playing a certain type of way. I think it's even simpler than that. They've tried to play them for joke. That's what they tried to do, bro. They saw, they say, they saw Australia, it's like, oh, Bob's your uncle, but it's like, no, that's England, bro. They put shrimp on the barbie. You need to put respect on their name. They didn't put respect on their name. And guess what? A kangaroo jumped on their back. That's what uh, happened. Th- <laughs> the players was finished. They're tired, isn't it? Dame was tired. <laughs> they, what, what is Dame tired for? He got knocked out of the, the yeah. he got knocked out of the playoffs ages ago. What is from he tired? Time, My man's been ago. resting. He's been resting. He's I been was chilling. The dirtiest threes, but he wasn't hitting them threes, man. Dame, one of my favorite players right now. Dame yeah, time. Same, same. Clutch Dame. If you're trying to tell me like, oh, he's a bit tired because of the regular season. And what, 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 what about the, what about the guys that are playing for Nigeria? They've been playing regular season. Exactly. Oh, he got, he's been tired because he made it to the, to, to the, the playoffs. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I don't know, man. No, he didn't. I, I don't know. But yeah, let's not get too much into it. Like a lot of upset <laughs> recently. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of positives as well. More, a lot of upsets. And guess what? Another ex- uh, upset. Let's get into it, Ken. We're talking about LeBron James, the king, the goat. LeBron James. Just release what, Mister Mister Taco Tuesday, Mister I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six. Oh, senior citizen LeBron James, Le- the 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 arguably the goat the of f- the game right now, the phenom, 
the beast the just dropped Space Jam. Now, Ken, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get into it, right? But I I want to defer to you. I think I think you uh, right now are far more level headed than I am. I think I'm a bit amped up. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe maybe it's just uh, the overall situation of it all. I don't know. Like there's something in the air, something in the water. I'm a bit mad right now. But I feel like with your kind of level heaviness, your your kind of peace of mind, you can you can you can you can articulate yourself better than me because I think that's what we need right now. Speak on this film. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm scared, Tony. Speak on this film. Speak on this film? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it just yet. But what I know about the film, it is um it is the sequel, uh almost spin off of the original Space Jam film that came out mm-hmm. uh, in the nineties with Michael Jordan with the amazing R. Kelly soundtrack that people no longer speak his name. Yeah. Um <laughs> I believe I can fly. And it is a film that people have been begging for for years. Absolutely begging for. I and mean, the minute it becomes have years, they No no no. Pe- pe- people have been wanting this film for a long time. And you could even see the numbers even cont- like like even even show that. And that's partly because it's a family film, one. And also it's with big faces and big names and recognizable characters, but also because it's the name of the film, Space mm-hmm. Jam. Everyone knows about the Space Jams from the 90s. So already it's on that hype. Everyone's hype is high. Mm-hmm. And this by no means an excuse for whatever happens in this film. I'm just saying the expectation is relatively high, almost to the point where I think it's unfair, mm-hmm. mainly because when it comes to the original Space Jam film, let's not lie. As amazing and and as iconic as it was, as much of it as of it, it was it was a spin off to a literal Nike advert that they thought, hey, this can actually work. Let's actually turn it into a full length film yeah. with stars from that time because that's what it was. If people don't know the history of Space Jam, Space Jam was originally well wasn't called Space Jam. It was literally an ad with Bugs Bunny and LeBron James yes. for a Nike advert. Yes, and then that ad was so popular with well. America or the world that they thought hey there's actually something here people look really really want this mm-hmm. the kids love this and so they decided let's drop some contracts to see if what's what we can do let's bring out the biggest name in basketball right now and see if we can make a film out of it mm-hmm. and boom it did and then it became so legendary off of a idea that someone that was in marketing and Nike one day decided hey let's see if we can do this because Warner Brothers and then it happened yeah so already it was popular before the film it got even more popular when the film dropped and then there was now years. Mm-hmm. How many decades, Tony? How many decades between the 90s film and the current 20, uh, 2021 film? If that was the 90s, 10, 11, 12, that's almost 30 years. Yes. Close to 30 years, maybe slightly over 30 years from the... No, no, it's about. it's been about just under 30 years from when this film came out last. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a few films out there that or a few things out there where, okay, cool, it's been close to 30 years or even 30 years longer than that that the hype has been so high for it. Not as high as Space Jam, I think, but as the hype has been high or expectations have been high mm-hmm. to the point where people remember it being better than it was. For example, come to, Coming to America and then the sequel of Coming to America. Mm-hmm. You know, already people's mentality was high about it. And because it was so high, people have... Uh, this film that just dropped, Space Jam 2 or Space Jam, whatever you want to call it, the cyber world, whatever you want to call it, I already know, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it has crushed people's souls. 
people did not like this film. And I think Tony is uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, be as calm as possible, but he's actually going to go off not too long from now because I know that this film just wasn't as good uh, as it needed to be. That being said, let's ask ourselves, how good was the actual original Space Jam film? Not saying that I didn't enjoy it as a kid, not saying I don't enjoy it as a grown man because Nostalgia Ultra, but I'm saying, let's ask ourselves the question, Big Man Ting Knight, is Space Jam 1, with Michael Jordan and the original animated uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck and all, all, all of them, was that genuinely a good film? Did R. Kelly's amazing I Believe I Can Fly add value to the film? You know what I mean? Mm. So, that being said, because obviously these are, to- these are questions for you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Hopefully when you're a bit calmer after you've uh, talked about this. But let us not, like, let's not get it twisted. Like, Space Jam, the first one with Michael Jordan, it may not have been as good as people remember it to be. Yeah. I watched it recently. It's not as good as I remember it. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with that film. Mm-hmm. Right, down to the pacing, down to the terrible acting of Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. Right? Yes. And then, you know, people want to absolutely slate this new film, which is understandable if it's a bad film, it's a bad film. But let's not act like the original of all these films that we know took years upon years that people have been hyping for years to actually be good. Like, Jay-Z, what, what, what album was it? Was it Ether? Was it the Ether album? Like, what, what album was he trying to drop that he kept on pushing back because he knew, no, no, it wasn't Ether. What am I talking about? There was an, al- there was an album that someone, someone wanted to drop and he just, no, it's like, no, nah, I ain't. The hype is too much. The hype is too much. Uh, maybe, so, maybe, no, no. maybe it's Jay Z. It, 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 it was Doctor Dr. Dr. Dre. Doctor Dr. Dre. Jay Z. It was Doctor Dre with uh, with, Chron- it was Dre, with the Chronic. It was Doctor Dre with the Chronic. That ain't never happening. Because what? It's been hyped. Yeah. It will never live up to people's headcanon, to people's expectations. Yeah. And I think that's partly here. You see it with the remake of Lion King. Yeah. The remake of Lion King, right? people already have a strong emotional connection with the original. So anything that comes after it, if it's not a new take or if it's not a spin-off, for example, like The Room. Remember The Room? Um, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, mm-hmm. right? And then we had the, uh, 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 the the follow-up film that was somewhat of a parody, but like a, 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 taking a, like a biography mm-hmm. of the actual actor of The Room, mm-hmm. right? That was an amazing film because it wasn't trying to remake it. It wasn't trying to be something it is. It was almost respecting the original and not trying to uh, touch the uh, original to, to make it something that it wasn't. Yeah. Just for the sake of money. It was literally a love letter to that film and the craziness that surrounded it in a very comedic way. But with this Space Jam, Tony, I'll let, I'll let you fill in the blanks. Go off, man. Go All right. Off. I want to start off with a little bit of positivity. And the the little bit of positivity I have for this film is that this movie is a sequel to a better film. And that better film is called Space Jam. So bear in mind, the this new Space Jam is actually called Space Jam A New Legacy. And that's what I mean. The original Space Jam is just called Space Jam. Let's get into the positive. The original Space Jam, granted, Ken, you are spot on. It wasn't well acted. It wasn't amazing. Uh, but what it did have and what it had in spades is it had originality. For the most part, there was very few other films that did that blend of animation and live action. The only other two films I can think of is Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit and Toon World. And I think a lot of people have a soft spot for Who Framed Roger, Ra- Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Try to say that five times yeah, fast. I do. 
for sure. And Toon World, for most part, people have completely forgotten. Like, it almost doesn't exist in this timeline. Uh, stars uh, a young Brad Pitt. And they, all of these came out roughly at the same time, you know, uh, early 90s. So in terms of originality back there, people are probably thinking, yo, what's up with these uh, uh, live action cartoon hybrids things? Like, is this the popular thing? And this is how Hollywood is. Sometimes you ca catch a vibe. But unanimously, the most popular one out of all of these is Space Jam. And Space Jam had the charm of Michael Jordan being universally loved as a sportsman. I mean, worldwide, there's not a place on the planet you can say people in large quantities said like, I don't like that guy, Michael Jordan. He ain't shit. Ain't been shit. Will never be shit. Like that doesn't, that didn't happen. Never happened. Granted, retroactively, we're having people trying to come out and say like, oh, you see that Michael J Jordan, he was a problem. He, he was a gambler. He was a bully. It's like, we, we know these stuff, like, but you still buy his trainers because guess what? You love Jordans. So yeah, it had that. It had, you know, the, the, the beautiful animation of uh, the Looney Tunes. Bear in mind, I stopped having love for Looney Tunes a very long time ago. I think Looney Tunes stopped being funny in the two... Let's put it this way, right? Anything produced from the 90s onwards when it comes to Looney Tunes hasn't been good, right? When, it, when we think of quintessential Looney Tunes, we're thinking about the old stuff in their heyday from like... 50s 60s and all of that jazz right you know the the og cartoons it's the same way i feel about the simpsons anything anything recent with the simpsons ain't ain't good uh but they brought some charm to it with the looney tunes in space jam and the whole premise of it that like the space uh, the nba's in peril the looney tunes are in peril and they seek michael jordan in aid to help them right that's the, the main thrust of the story. Michael Jordan is kind of like, he's an independent figure. He doesn't really have necessarily any agency besides deciding to help the Looney Tunes. And it all culminates with a very well choreographed NBA uh, game with the Looney Tunes, Michael Jordan and the Goon Squad. This, these group of creatures that have stolen the talents of NBA players. And that's what uh, the NBA has been suffering from. And it all culminates with Michael Jordan winning the game and restoring that energy stolen by the aliens to the NBA and restoring peace to Toontown. Flash forward to today. We have LeBron James in Space Jam, A New Legacy. And this turd of a movie basically says, <laughs> hey, we're going to take everything good from that old film. We're going to do it again, but not as good. We're going to do very little original and also do that not as good we're going to give you the worst script you can possibly have in any movie and somehow make it worse um and we're just not going to care we're really not going to care everything about this one do you want me to give you the basic rundown of the plot yeah yeah i already know this is like a, 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 a it's not a groundbreaking film so spoilers um don't, don't go into too much detail i do plan to watch it okay um because so, of nostalgia and everything i, but, I, I um, feel like there's yeah, no yeah. way for me to spoil this because it's in the trailer if you've seen the trailer if not you probably oh, know the basic spectacular you know the, the the basic premise but uh for the people that don't know for the audience uh spoilers ahead so be warned skip ahead if you need to um space jam takes place in the modern day My, michael Michael Jordan, for some reason, doesn't exist in this world. He's not mentioned once. 
And when he is mentioned, they make a joke of it and actually bring Michael B. Jordan into it. Don't know why they did that. Maybe Jordan said, I ain't being nothing involved with this one. But I, uh, let me go back to the beginning. LeBron James is the phenom. The one, the, as he is in the real world, he is the phenom, the greatest player alive in this world. And he's been approached by this company to say, hey, we got an opportunity for you. Our AI, who the AI is piled by uh, Don Cheadle, has come up with this idea to basically merge your likeness in every film. We've got this, this technology and it's, um, I forgot, it's something 3000. You know, when you add 3000 to something, it makes it futuristic. And um, it basically what it does, it takes, it can take LeBron James likeness and put him in any film, anytime. He's not feeling it for whatever reason. They never really explain it. He's, he's just kind of, because he messed up a game when he was a kid, uh, he, now it's just focus. Focus on basketball and all basketball. What is this, this movie stuff? I ain't interested. It's all about, which is ironic because you're literally making a movie. So I don't know. I don't really get what the clever, I thought they were trying to be meta. Um, the AI played by Don Cheadle hears this. He feels offended because he's lived his life as an AI never getting the appreciation for his ideas. He's great. He's created so many great ideas for, for this company and they, he never gets the recognition because he's just the AI and he takes revenge, somehow has the technology to digitize people and bring them into the virtual world, ripping off Tron. Tron, which is a Disney movie, not Warner Brothers. Okay, cool. Let that slide um, because The Matrix has done it. Sure, cool. He kidnaps LeBron James and his son. LeBron James' son feels kind of neglected by his dad because his dad's just only interested in winning to the point where he's forcing his son to play a game that he's not really interested in his son apparently is a dope video game programmer but again it does this thing that most movies do where it, it takes for granted that a lot of people in this day and age where we actually understand technology for the few of us that actually even understand video games and how they're developed is like it comes up with this whole hoodoo of how video games are made and it doesn't make any sense and it made me think continuously throughout the film who is this film made for because if you're making this for fans of the original people went watching it because of the looney tunes this is the thing that they get twisted this is the thing that they get twisted every time they bring back the looney tunes tom and jerry and all of that stuff they had their moment for the most part we like watching the old episodes we're not looking for new stuff right really and truly we only watch space jam because of Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan at the time was the biggest thing on the planet. He's arguably bigger than Looney Tunes. I guess you can argue LeBron James is bigger than Looney Tunes. Sure. Well, Tony, answer, answer me this question. Is Looney Tunes still on TV? I think it comes back every so Big often. Like I really don't know. I really don't know. But it comes back every... The reason why I ask is because when um, uh, the Toon Squad came out, in the 90s mm -hmm. Looney Tunes I, they had a TV show on at the time even if they didn't have a, a show on at the time it was still a prominent cartoon that was on TV when you know kids watch TV that was aired on a regular basis I'd, so it was like a popular figure in TV with a popular figure in sport coming together I don't Whereas think at the time they I had think, a show I think it's a bit changed I don't think at, at the time no no that's, that's what I'm saying no no no, no. Like, yeah, but it was still on consistently mm -hmm. because the reason why I knew about we knew about Looney Tunes because it was on TV all the time. Yeah. They may have finished all the episodes and then they had a variety of their sequel series, mm -hmm. but on repeat, on syndication. Like yeah. they had 
you know, the the show on on a regular basis, yeah. so people could actually at least recognize the characters. Yeah, you know what I mean. See, I, nowadays I can't. I, I'm I'm going to check it in a second right yeah. now to see if it actually is anything. But it's not a syndication, or at least in in Britain, it's not like that. Well, granted, right I so, can't speak I, on that because I don't watch regular TV. For all I know, on Cartoon Network, it's probably still running because I know growing up, it was, those reruns were always running by. By any indication, maybe not Cartoon Network because obviously Cartoon Network is um is not warner related i don't believe it might be i'm confused about that uh but since i don't watch terrestrial tv like that only really watch netflix i can't say yes or no to that i I don't know if you watch more live action tv than i do maybe you can speak to that um not live action but there's there's a couple of shows that are on uh uh, now now and again Mm -hmm. but nowhere close to like the original time for looney tombs or the tex avery type things Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And like even when those things came out, even the Flintstones, yeah, because a lot of shows that we saw, the Flintstones, Scooby Doo, Looney Tunes, and everything, we, like we weren't alive when a lot of these shows were made. Mm. We just saw the reruns consistently throughout the nineties, yeah. And I think that's what kept kept the show alive. Even a Tom and Jerry, yeah. Tom and Jerry, the original had less than two hundred episodes, mm-hmm. but that's what was consistently showed to TV yeah. on a regular basis. Obviously, it had their new shows, yeah, but it was those original ones that was holding it down for the actual brand. Of these different characters, yeah. So they were still in the public eye, yeah. Nowadays, not so much because the last show that they that they had, you know, like uh, um, I think in what is it? So twenty twenty one, there's a new show that got announced called Bugs Bunny Builders mm-hmm. and Tweety Mysteries. You know, what I mean, but before that, it was what uh twenty twenty they had uh, animation called Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it was announced in 2018, but then it came out mm-hmm. in 2020, which was a streaming service on HBO Max. Yeah. So, see, and that was just like so. It's bitty. It's it's here and there. It's not as in your face as it was in the 90s and the early 2000s. True, but at the same time, you know, we we are of a certain age. We don't really watch TV like that. For all I know, there is a t- contingent of young kids that are actually watching the reruns the same way we uh, we were. So that's why it's like I find that argument a bit difficult because I'll, I'll, I'll do some research tomorrow yeah i'll, I'll ask the kids yeah I'll ask the kids so let's 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 let me just like wrap this one up in a bow right in terms of like breaking down this film so the problem i have with it is the um i don't know who this film was made for right if it comes to like us older generations again we only really cared about michael jordan a little bit to some degree the looney tunes because you know the cool novelty of that but it's really michael jordan and the idea of michael jordan interacting with the looney tunes right LeBron James is not necessarily somebody that's universally loved like that. I feel like he's got equal parts lovers and equal part haters. So this movie is definitely you're already cutting your audience there in terms of who's going to be attending it, right? And but it doesn't do anything to convince people. Hey, this is, you know what LeBron James is like a bull guy because for the most part, the majority of the beginning part of the film, he's a douchebag. He's actually like a terrible, like not a terrible father, that's dramatic, but he's like a dad that really doesn't care about anything besides basketball and winning basketball. That's not, that's not going to make you likable or affable. It, it's not. Um, now, moving on to like, you know, things like his character, uh, his character. LeBron James is actually a good actor. I've seen him in stuff. I've seen him in um, The Trainwreck movie with uh, Amy Schumer. Hilarious. Arguably the most hilarious thing about that film. Him and John Cena steal that movie. And this movie has given either him no preparation to do any performance or just a bad script that he just kind of felt like, I'm just going to read this and be done with it so we can move on. Um, I don't know. But again, you can argue Michael Jordan's performance wasn't stellar either. 
Um, the Looney Tunes themselves, not funny. Not once. Not remotely funny. Not even remotely cute. Mostly obnoxious. There's a moment in the film, Ken, and I want to spoil this for you because fuck this movie. Uh, Porky Pig, with his stuttering ass, starts rapping. Out of nowhere, in the middle of a basketball game. Oh, no. Mid- they've done that. You know, we had a slew of films where, to be, you know, down with the kids, mm-hmm. we'll just get a character randomly start rapping. Yeah. There are so many films and TV shows that just did that. Yeah. It's, 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 oh it's super and random. That shit back. It's super random because oh, there's a moment God. where Don Cheadle's AI, where he's like pissed because he's losing the game. He, in, he unadvertently rhymes, right? He says something and it happened to rhyme. And LeBron James is like, oh, 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 is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Passes the mic to Pokey Pig, who, like in cartoon style, to, uh, you know, changes his clothes into hood look, hip hop look, black look. Uh, it's irony that a pig is, uh, is rapping because that's like a policeman rapping. It's a bit weird. But, mm. well, just, just a question. Was he, does he dressed like the way the people were dressed in the 90s? Or now, I I I I mostly erased it, but I can imagine. I, I, if my mind's eye thinks of the early two thousands rapper, like baggy, uh, throwback, do rag with a cap. Um, that's what my mind eye goes to. I could be, could be completely wrong, but it didn't give me nineties vibes. But I don't know where there's just a rap scene, and it's not really a good rap. It's not a funny moment. Um, the voice actor that plays Bug Bunny, I don't know whether he was ill that day. Or he's just very, very old. He sounded horrible, like legit. No, no, no. The, the the voice the voice actor Bugs Bunny has changed significantly over the years. Yeah. Like the what 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 we remember is like the early early fifties slash sixties Bugs Bunny. Um, this one sounds significantly different, but it's progressively gotten d- a different. Over, he does even sound like uh, the nineties. He does even sound like the guy from the nineties. So whoever the guy from the nineties is, is not the yeah, guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's changed so much. Yeah. Even like SpongeBob, his voice has changed quite significantly. Well, well, it's the same. It's the same voice actor with, with SpongeBob. Like, with, if he's changed, that just happens to be the case of the the progress of time, right? The, the actor's gotten older, so maybe his voice has changed, right? This does not even sound like any of the actors from the past. I'm assuming the original voice actor for Bob Zani probably possibly is dead. Uh, the one from the 80s and 90s or whatever has probably jumped around. Suffice to say, this version, if it is the same actor from the previous film, he sounds horrible. So, whatever it is, maybe he's been smoking 50 a day. I don't know. My dude sounded like crap. Um, uh, you know, Zen's, they, they got Zendaya in it for whatever reason. Not to say she's bad, but she's given nothing to really say. So I don't know why you would make a big deal of hiring Zendaya. Maybe, again, for the kids. Um, and the whole premise... Matt. What was he going to say, Ken? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, mate, they just put names in there just, just, just because... Those names are huge because they're, they're, there's, a, there's a lot of big, big names, even just reading from the page. You've got Zendaya, you've got Michael B. Jordan at one point, you've got, you know, Lil, oh, oh, the Lil, uh, Lil Rel uh, Howery, you got, wow, Stephen Young, you got Sarah Silverman, wow. Uh, but they do, wow. they do nothing. Stephen Young plays like got- some exec for the company, the one that he takes ideas from the ai he's he's given nothing to yeah yeah none yeah. of these i know i know no. i'm just saying it, it it seems quite blatantly now that it's just literally we're putting faces on the board we're putting faces on the board to get bums in the seat and that is it we're not trying it's, to give them but it's anything. weird choices we're just trying to give people 
faces. It's weird choices though because I I give you if you give me ten people and I uh, and I give them a picture of Stephen Young and ask them to name this person, I guarantee you eighty percent is not going to name him because very few people remember him from The Walking Dead. And if you're trying to say the of fame off of uh, uh, what's again Invincible, it's like well that's a cartoon you're not going to recognize his face. Sarah Silverman. I'm not going to lie. She hasn't been a big deal in 15 years. So like these choices seem the whole, the whole film seems like a series of wrong choices. Even when it comes to the final basketball game, right? Ken, they, they decide to do this thing where it's in the virtual reality world. They're going to base it off of the kids video game where rules don't even matter. Like you can shoot a free point. If you do it with crazy style, bounce it off people's heads and blow it up at the end, you get a thousand points. Like, basically, the movie just says to you, it's like, there's no stakes here. Nothing really matters. Even when we're playing this game of basketball, even though it's fun, nothing really matters. Because I could understand that it'd be a silly game of basketball where it's like, you know, NBA Jam, right? Where it's just crazy. But there's still kind of rules so the audience can kind of follow it. This is just like, at the end, Hail Mary. Oh, they did something crazy and they got 1,001 points and they win the game. And I just thought to myself, like, Oh, okay. So everything that happened before, I wasn't actually supposed to care about that. There was actually no stakes here, and that's oh. So you mean they 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 did that thing at the end that just got them over the edge? So even if they were down like by a hundred, mm-hmm. they did that one thing and it got them a thousand one points. So what you're telling me, dude? In to quote to quote once again, pitch meetings. It was barely an inconvenience. Do you know what's crazy about all of that? Ain't that the same way Harry Potter won the Quidditch match? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it don't matter how many points you got. Yeah. If you catch that golden snitch, you win the game. Ah, but <laughs> you know, so, you make that you make that hell mary shot. Yeah, you win the space. But jet. you know, so, you know, the so crazy thing about that, at least with Harry Potter, the audience was led to understand that those were the rules, right? Space Jam, like, nah, hell mary, hell mary, hell mary, hell mary, hell mary, hilarious. Yeah absolutely hilarious like you're never even actually told it's just as it's going on it's like oh power up over there boost over there oh if you make the ball disappear then blow up at the end then alley-oop it that's fifty thousand points i'm being dramatic with the fifty thousand points but it might as well be like that there's no rhyme or reason yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you know what it reminds me of well, um because you're right like they didn't make it clear they didn't set the rules uh it reminds me of every single super mario uh uh mario kart game where's like, the rubber cool. banding we know the premise well, the rubber banding, we know the rules of the game, you know, of a normal race. You just drive around a track and then you try and get first place. Mm-hmm. However, now there's crazy stuff that happens. But just like you were saying before, those rules have been established. Anyone that's played Mario Kart, you already know rubber banding's a thing. Mm-hmm. Even though there is an option to take off in some of the Mario Kart games. Yeah. And you also know the rules about the power-ups uh, and how heavily skewed and positive it is towards people that are coming in 8th or 7th. And, you know, if you're top, you just get banana peels. Yeah. So, yeah, it just seems very, very similar to that where it's just zany and crazy and cartoony for the kids. But, you know, without explaining the rules. I could... Almost as if they rushed to even explain anything. And then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you just do this and you win. Like, what? Where'd that come from? Why did we know this from the start? It's so strange because, like, if you think about it, right, I think you've got a point there. It's for the kids, right? But I think very, very, very young kids would appreciate this film. But those kids are going to be so young, they have no idea who LeBron James is. Maybe, maybe I'm just only speaking for the UK, but I could assume that for the, what the age this feels like in terms of the absolute silliness, I'm thinking about around the three to six-year-old 
that probably don't even really understand sports like that. So if they really know LeBron James, I don't know. But anybody older than that, I'm talking about 6 to 12, it's like they're going to look at this and feel patronized, right? Because it is very patronizing, even for what I believe to be like young kids. Because I think we live in this age of like content. There's so many things to watch now. So many things. We got so many things to distract us. There's better things produced on YouTube, Ken. I'm not going to lie. But if, right, but, right, and this movie is just—I wouldn't recommend anybody watching this at, at all. Uh, don't go to <laughs> I was like that. <laughs> don't go to a cinema to watch this. If you can, if you are curious, watch it online. I don't advocate piracy sometimes, but I don't advocate piracy. Uh, but don't don't waste your time. Say say so one more time, Tony. So 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 they heard you in the back. I'm just saying, do not watch this movie at all. Save your time. Watch Space Jam One again. Um. You know, I've never believed in that idea of like, oh my God, why are they making this cereal? It's just ruining my childhood. Never believed in that because your childhood still exists. You know, you, exactly. you're not obligated to watch this new thing. You are, you, you have that old thing to watch and enjoy. I am not going to lie, Ken. This is one of those cases where I look at this thing. I question who is this for? And as I watch it, it highlights the problems of the original film, ergo ruining my childhood. Because now I go back and watch um, the original f- uh, Space Jam and I just feel like, oh, oh God, that's what they took from that. Oh, yeah, now I, I see it. Oh, yeah, this movie, right. this movie, oh, oh it's, it didn't age well, did it? Ooh. Uh, Tony, what, what, I, I very quick, get, like, what, what was the budget of this film? Um, if I had to guess, I want to say 200 million. Ooh, okay. No, but uh, uh, not 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 bad, especially with the 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 names that we saw in this and the amount of CG. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, that's that's similar things we were saying about um the Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. Is it the Tomorrow War? Yes. Where like it, the the names, the CG, and the length of the film. How long was this film? Oh Sorry. God, too long. If it was five minutes, it was too <laughs> long. All right, have a rough guess. Uh, I would say. Back to the budget I, I would second. say it was a how it was a cool film? ninety minutes. Cool 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right, we'll start with the budget first. We'll get into the runtime uh, and probably adds to the reason why it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. The budget was 150. Okay, I mean... Budget was 150? I would say yeah. 70, uh, 70% of that went to, to the actors. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, we don't know about marketing and whatever. And we don't know if it's going to be streamed on... Is it going to be streamed on HBO? Uh, it's probably going to be like uh, on HBO Max later. I don't think it was simultaneous. It could be. I think it was part of that deal. It might have been simultaneous with HBO Max. Okay. The runtime was an hour and 55 minutes. So pushing two hours. Pushing, pushing two hours. An hour and 55 minutes. That is... That 150. 115 minutes. Okay, yeah. wow. Um, I, I, that's a long that time. Is, uh, that is too, that's too long for a kid's film. I'm not going to lie. Too long for a kid's film. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because you know how long Space Jam was, the original one? It was, that had to be an hour and 30. Yeah, hour and 28 minutes. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, granted, that was the standard of the 90s. They kind of forced every movie to be that. That's why so many films from that period of time, are, you know, got a director's cuts where it was extended because, you know, studios were really heavy on it's like, nope, we want it an hour and a half to have more showings in the theatres. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I sum up that movie. It's a, it's a suckage. It's um it's a thumbs down. Don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the budget for the original uh Space Jam was? I would say ninety mil. Yeah, r- r- rough guess, rough guess. Ninety mil. Not bad, Tony. Not bad. Not exact, but not far off. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, when you're talking about numbers like this, not far off is, is a lot of money, yeah. you know what I mean? No, the, the number that you're, so looking, not your number you're looking at, is that the budget then or adjusted for inflation? Uh, the budget then. Okay, so what are we talking about, 110? Uh, no, 80. 80, okay, so I wasn't, I was like a variance of 10 mil. So if we do adjust for inflation, that was like 30 years ago, that's roughly about, oh, if I had to say 130 mil today. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it made bank though. It, it made stupid money, no. um, which pushed back the making of this film mm-hmm. that we just got with LeBron James for years because yeah. they didn't want to mess up. They wanted to make sure they made their money back, which oddly enough they are making their money back because. Uh, but well, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh, Space Jam already a new legacy. Two thousand twenty one has made uh, fifty three million overall. Now that is. A start, I guess. Uh, we see what happens. Obviously, as you know, um, maybe people don't know this. Mm-hmm. How much you make on a week-to-week basis starts to slump. It slumps dramatically, significantly. I think that's significantly. I think that's poor comparison comparing to to Black Widow that made two hundred and fifteen million on its opening um, weekend. I think Space Jam: uh, New Legacy did better in the first week. I mean, um, but I don't know if it like uh, I think overall for what black widow has been doing if if if, no because i remember the first literally the first day let's take away um the 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 international and the disney plus it made 70 i think it made 70 million in us alone on its first day um well updating now domestically is 134 134 yeah that's still not good three days in like it made 200 it made 200 and 15 black widows no no black widow no black widow made domestic like currently domestically mm-hmm. is at 134 million. oh yeah come on man what are we talking about here space space jam yeah yeah yeah, space, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's stupid yeah. it's stupid high like yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah um but um moving on from that negativity let's talk about more positivity right uh we have completed um the loki the the Loki like you like that's what it's called <laughs> the, the Loki, the Loki. <laughs> what's going on we bro? have finished the Loki that sounded so <laughs> aft the way I said that well we have finished the the the, the Loki the, the 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 Loki from the Marvel um but you know we have finished the Disney Plus show Loki um and we we loved it the ending I don't actually I don't think I want to spoil it even though the internet's probably spoiled it but we get a reveal of the the, the big bad. And the big bad to come for the next ten years. For, well, hopefully. I I think it's going to be shorter than that, Ken. Um, yeah, it, it will be shorter than yeah. that. Um, because he's being revealed now, and to tease him for all this long, yeah. Unless he's heavily involved in those ten, 10 years, yeah. Um, which I hope he is, because they, the way they pr- portray this particular character mm-hmm. in comics and TV shows, sometimes he's sympathetic, sometimes he's a dictator, yeah. and other times he's just a plain old dick, yeah. So, but what we wanted to do is, I we wanted to look at all three of the Marvel shows, Mar- the Marvel Disney Plus shows specifically. Sorry, uh, that have come out. Uh, we're gonna pick our personal favorites. We're gonna talk about why and maybe make uh, make an argument for which one is the overall best. Ken, I defer to you, Ken. Which one was your favorite so far? We have to give them different categories because. That that is a very generalized question. Okay, okay, um, okay. I don't. Or, or I don't maybe something that I don't want to because yeah, I don't want to end up running too long. I want to simplify it. Then okay. So which one? Uh, which one, the reason why I said which one is your favorite because it doesn't have to necessarily have to even be the best one. It's just that personally to you, you enjoyed the most the one that you can say I'm gonna go back to watch that again in quick succession. 
Yeah, the one that, uh, oh, yeah, you see, with that quick succession mm-hmm. one, um, I, I'll break it down like this. Yeah. The one that blew my mind. Yes. The one that blew my mind because of its originality, because of its creativity, mm-hmm. and because of how it um, revealed the episode yes. on a week to week basis. Yes. Easily WandaVision. Mm hmm. Easily, yeah, and that's for me. Yeah, like people can have different opinions, but that's that's for me, and that's because I don't know if there are other shows out there. If I actually have seen other shows or even films out out there, yeah. But it was almost, uh, and I think we discussed it a while back ago. This is a love letter mm-hmm. to TV, mm-hmm. and you know, and the creativity of using that love and passion for TV to actually play a big part in the actual development and the reveal of certain aspects of the show blew my mind i'm like i ain't never seen anything like this mm-hmm. it, it did the, its marvel thing towards the end was like all right cool big fight scene big cgi blah blah blah, yeah. blah, blah whatever but in terms of the lead up throughout the entire show i was blown away yeah. i was like yo this is crazy creative but that's just it being blown away yeah. it may not be the one that i enjoyed the most but it's the one that i was generally like this is super creative high accolades it's a it, it, it's so high up there in terms of like, yo, I'm excited to see what happens yeah. next because so I don't know where you go after that. On you probably don't make a season two because it's that good, yeah, um, or that creative. So on on but, that you know, note, one, yeah, which one is yeah. your favorite? Then you 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 said like which one blew you out the way the most, but which one was your favorite then? The the one that is my favorite is the one I had the um ah uh, it, it's tough it's tough to say because. Like the one I had the most emotional connection to, um, oh man, it it is 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 weird. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's weird. So the the one that um uh, um I enjoyed the most, I would say. Okay, cool. The one that I enjoyed the most was Loki. Okay, what I enjoyed the most was, was Loki because I I I'm a sucker for flawed flawed characters. I'm a I'm a sucker for flawed characters. I'm I'm a sucker for people that are trying. It's the redemption arc, mm-hmm. right? We see it so much in TV shows and films. We see it everywhere, like where they did something horrible or they were horrible people and they're doing their best to come out of that and actually do better. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I enjoy that so much is because, well, it's kind of like, you know, everyone goes for it. Everyone is not perfect. Everyone has problems. Everyone has things that they're working on with themselves. And to see a character actually go through that in a fantastical mythical way mm-hmm. that we saw in this show yeah uh, uh, uh was really really cool because like i i've seen this type of story before in terms of like trying to do better trying to be a reformed character but not like this yeah especially how it plays with the, the uh key key characters yeah. in this show which was as everyone should know um the variant silver mm-hmm. and how weird that got so i i i just love the weirdness of the show it's like and how much it was literally pressed the random button mm. of some things that happened. Like, I genuinely didn't know where the show was going. I didn't know what was going to happen next. My theories were off. Some of my theories were spot on. But that 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 feeling of, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm still watching elements of a show that show me a character actually just being a character and growing as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely watching Loki again. Um, I'm definitely watching the last episode at least three times again right. because that blew my mind the acting alone um uh, of that one character which we're trying not to mention just yet well was was phenomenal yeah um so and then winter soldier so if i was to put it in order i would say loki wandavision and winter soldier 
Winter Soldier, once again, hey, I hey, had an hey, emotional hey, connection with hey, that. Hey, I don't like the disrespect there, Ken. It's Falcon and Winter Soldier, what? right? You get it right. Don't be doing that. Well, what, what did I say? You just said, you just said Winter Soldier. You, you didn't re- put no oh, respect oh, oh. on Anthony Mackie, right? Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Listen, 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 listen. I hear you. I hear you. And I apologize. Anthony Mackie did an amazing, uh, amazing uh, job in this series. And it really was the Anthony Mackie show. So, sorry, the Falcon, or now Captain America mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier. But the Falcon and the Winter Soldier gets the third place for me. Not because it's not a good show. Um, it, it was a, a more box standard show in terms of things. I, I knew what's going to happen with a lot, a lot part of mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, it was still creative enough that got me thinking, not just about super humans and whatever, uh, but more so what happens when you take the people that we've read in comics for years, that we've seen in films for years, and put them in the real world mm-hmm. or put them through real world problems, which we've seen from a lot of shows recently. Uh, for example, like Invincible, The Boys, um, a bit of Man of Steel, you know what I mean? But not not, not heavily on that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where like you get a world that is just kind of messed up um, and how people navigate through it in this messed up world. And I really like that. And how, you know, even like what we were talking about earlier on the show about uh, the Euros and how racism plays a, a major part in the ending of that series and how it's like, all right, cool, these people are the best at what they do in the world despite their mistakes mm-hmm. in that. It doesn't matter how big you are, you're still coming across real-world stuff. Like, you, you're a superstar. You're still going to get racial stuff thrown your way. And, you know, people still have a public uh, opinion about you or just because of the person that you were born that somebody didn't have a choice in people just because you're in the limelight people are going to have a major opinion about mm-hmm. you or positive or negative and that got a lot of that from Bargain so that touched me like yeah. in a way it's like okay cool I get it yeah. I get it and this is beautiful because we don't see it a lot we see different elements of it in different shows like The Boys and Invincible mm-hmm. and I really like the idea of that yeah. and the, the best part of that series was when you know Sebastian Stan was just hitting on <laughs> hitting on Sam's sister right. I'm like yes yeah. yes because he spent time in Wakanda mm. oh he fell in love with the chocolate when he was in Wakanda mm. thank you for helping me getting off my PTSD like thank you for getting me get, uh, reprogramming my brain mm. babes and then he's just feeling the sisters man maybe maybe so, yeah, he's just that, that's the, that's maybe the, he's just yeah. like I don't see colour I just see sexy and I see you girl Oi, oi. I see you girl <laughs> yo he fell in love with that vibranium, my mm. guy. Like, and and yeah. So yeah, that that's the order for me, man. Um, we'll talk more on the different aspects, but I really do want to get your opinion. How about you, bro? All right. So I'm talking about which one blew blew me away first. I think I'm talking two parts. So the one that blew me away in terms of like the zeitgeist was One Division, right? Uh, I did not perceive. I for me, it's like I could I could imagine it right in terms of as a talking point episode to episode granted the first three episodes were not to everybody's liking and i fully understand that but episode four when it hit it hit and you saw it on the internet you saw the reaction everybody was memeing it everybody was reposting people that i didn't even think would vibe with that kind of content was like either loving one division or curious and reposting the meme like they were getting involved right and to that effect as well i would say that blew my mind in terms of like episode to episode, the revelations, the intertwining storylines, the performances, like One Division really, really impressed me. But do you know what moment, what singular moment blew my mind to end all minds? 
was that final episode of Loki when you got the review, uh, the, the, not review, sorry, the reveal of the big bad. I, I crap you not, I screamed the guy's name. Even before he even alluded to it, I saw the actor. I saw what he was wearing, the color scheme. I, fig- I, I thought to myself, this is only one person. And that expression of that thought came out in a raucous scream of amplitude. I'm not going to say the person's name just for a spoiler for the people that don't know. But my God, I have never screamed that loud or that raucously in my life. It was a cacophony of sound. Uh, but my personal favorite, Ken, keeping it nice and simple, my personal favorite was actually Falcon and Winter Soldier. For me, the reason why oh. it was my, uh, my favorite is that Yes, you, on, on the surface, it is a bog-standard action film. You know, it's a series, but it was an action film. But versus Division, which mostly gave you, like, bite-sized stories, the first few episodes were only, like, 20 minutes long. It progressively got longer. It kind of teased you in terms of what you wanted. You wanted, ah, let me know. And that kind of paid off in its own way. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, off the back, bam, you get, you, you're, get, do you know what Falcon and Winter Soldier said? Falcon and Winter Soldier said, like, hey, I know what you're thinking right now. We're just a TV show. And you're used to the movies. You're used to the high budgets and the high production value of the movie. Guess what? We got that. And we're giving it to you right now. You ain't waiting for it. Five minutes. Right. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. He's flying. He's shooting. He's killing. Oh, my God. It's crazy. And you're just seeing money just just smeared across the screen for a good 10 minutes. But I'm talking about $100 bills just being smeared across your screen. And it's just millions of them millions of those bills just being smeared across the screen for a good 10 minutes and it continues throughout the whole show it's like it has the best choreography out of it unfortunately the problem i had with loki i don't think the choreography in the fight scenes were particularly good or well directed or well shot that was very disappointing to me except for the last episode again that last episode was a banger one division to a lesser degree i thought when things did kick off the elaborateness of those fight scenes especially aerial ones when it came to the two visions and and wonder fighting um agatha harkness um i mean it was up there with the movies right um so in that sense the the weakest one in terms of like uh fighting production i would say is loki right uh and i I love the message that falcon and winter soldier had like anthony mackie played this to a t that sympathetic guy that is like hey i could punch you now but i'd rather have a conversation with you and figure out what your problem is where I have, where, what my perception of your problem is, what problem I have, and let's meet in the middle. Let's see if we can figure this out with a conversation and maybe punch each other later because we got a show to fill out. I love that. Right. And, you know, the storyline when it came to Isaiah Bradley and, you know, a clear reference, and they did this in a comic book, but a clear reference to the, you know, the experimentation of black people in America, you would think something like Marvel being all American Disney being super all American would shy away from that. And what these shows have have shown that they're not willing to shy away from certain things like mental health and, and grief and loss with one division, um, political and racial disputes with Falcon and winter soldier. The whole idea is like, you know, does he as a black man feel ready to take up a mantle of this purely white American thing? You know, will he be judged by himself and his peers, by his family? you know, the perception of a black man representing the flag and Loki, the idea of identity and purpose and, and am I more than the fiction that's been created for me? Have I always been destined to be 
this 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 mess up this villain this evil doer no i'm a person with feelings i'm a person with my own agency and i will do everything in my power to prove it only to find out again you've been played son and i think they all got their flavors like different flavors of ice cream but that falcon and winter soldier just hit a bit different and when he finally put on the suit ken and they weren't afraid to go comics accurate ken one of the few times where they said like, okay, you want comics accurate. We told you in the past, when we go comics accurate, it doesn't go completely right. Case in points with Loki, when we saw uh, what I would like to call old man Loki from uh, A Personal Future, you go comics accurate, it looks like that, right? So chill out. You don't always yeah. want comics accurate. But when they went comic accurate with Falcon America, I'm going to call him that for now, Falcon America, I thought to myself, yo, <laughs> this right. is perfect. And the thing that also blew my mind, I didn't... And I think it's happened across the board with all three of these shows. And this is where I'm going to kind of end my kind of diatribe is I didn't think as I was watching them is like, maybe this is just not going to resonate with people. All three of those shows literally shut down social media. If it wasn't Twitter, it was Instagram. If it wasn't Instagram, it was probably somewhere on rule 33, somebody doing like a sexy version of them. These things have, Marvel has proven it time and time again. Do not sleep on us. Do not sleep on us because guess what? We've got the money. We've got the time. We've got the talent. We've got the dedication. We are going to give you gold except for Captain Marvel. But for the most part, we're going to give you gold. <laughs> Do you know what is a great way of measuring how successful a TV show or a film is? By the level of not just the number of memes, but the intelligence of the memes legit a lot of them my lord i've i've been enjoying the hell out of all these memes for all of them like uh, um the one that's most been most popular not necessarily with marvel mm. but um but it lets you know how impactful a show yeah. is is with the think yeah the think one from invincible yeah. right right yeah. That, that, that 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 think mark like that that was huge and then with this one it's the tv yeah where someone does something that they're not supposed to do, and then you just hear the Loki music yeah. in the background, like our oh, TV coming through to wipe this timeline out. I mean, those were good ones. You know what's my favorite one? But it's like it's, it's so one? rare. Like I'm trying to find it again. But it's literally imagine a dude like he's on the toilet, he's struggling right to get it out, severely constipated. Then he finally drops it. He looks up in the air with his arms stretched out, and he screams out, "Glorious purpose!" That one had me cracking up. That one had me cracking <laughs> up. Yeah, that's and I've been trying to find it for ages and I haven't been able to find it. But like, I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. me in a nutshell, bro. Like, I, 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 I love all three of the shows, but my favorite one in terms of just like the pure, it had, it had flavors within flavors in itself. It was an action movie with a message and a purpose and also... yeah brilliantly acted across the board i think the only blemish i can say to falcon and winter soldier and each one of them has their blemishes i think for one division yeah, of course their blemish was the first three episodes I, though i liked it because i'm a big stand for 1950s sitcom i can fully appreciate that people don't give a damn about it so it's going to be slow falcon and winters well before you get on to before you go into falcon and winter soldier i just want to mention on the blemish for loki mm -hmm. and it might be the same one for you just want to know if it is the same one mm -hmm. for you and that is Sylvie, unfortunately. They gave her nothing to really say of note. They gave her absolutely nothing yeah. besides her namesake. And that is it. Oh, the only thing that they gave her was the ability to enchant people. And that's what helped them get through the portal. I mean, and the thing is, it's like, 
they could have just they could have just established that she was an enchantress this whole thing of her being a variant and i get it in this universe the enchantress is a variant but it's like even the iconography in the body is clear that she was the the, the enchantress but that's neither here or there i think the weakest part was just um they didn't give her much to say of relevance when she was badass she was badass but the moments in between she was just kind of like she was a waif for loki yeah that's it that, that, that's and it became so much clearer because at first when you said it, i was like oh really and then i watched back and i was like oh yeah i see mm-hmm. it but it became even more clearer after watching black widow yeah with a similar type of intro- well not a similar introduction but a new character to the franchise and this is your time to prove yourself yeah. and that with uh, natasha's uh, long lost sister yeah. like i i i, I want to see her in everything yeah she's oh she's brilliant so, she's, she's brilliant. So that's what she's that's amazing. what happens when you give an actor material something f- like flavorful there we go to work with and if i want to cap yeah. off the issue i had with uh, falcon and winter soldier again is a character that I don't know about the actress. I don't know how good she is, but her performance was oh, weak say. because the material yeah, was yeah. weak. And that was um, uh, Carly Morgenthau, the, the, the quote unquote main villain of Falcon and Winter Soldier. She was nowhere near as interesting as US Agent. And that's unfortunate because the concept of the character is brilliant. The execution in terms of the material, the, what was on the page that was delivered, it was like, it was boring. Like, there was far more New York nuance when it came to when it came to um, U.S. agent because you know there was pathos there. He was given good material, conflicting material, where you ask yourself as an audience is like, oh, do I agree with this guy? Is he really evil? Uh, I want to hate him, but I feel sad for him. Didn't I? Didn't feel any of those things with Carly because the it just wasn't there on the page. But that's me, man. No, that's no. me. It- they, they, it feels like they they lost all the um the good stuff on the other characters mm. um and just before we wrap up with this um what i would say and i've said it before and i think you agree as mm. well uh well i don't know if you agree but um i i, I do prefer the shows to the films oh um, and that is mainly oh i, I do prefer the, the shows to the films. i mean um let me, mainly because, let, me, let me just interject let well, me just interject are you telling me that any of these shows are better than Captain America Winter Soldier. Arguably the best. Oh, oh, oh. Are you misquoting me, my good friend? Tony? Okay, okay, okay. You okay. Let me let me <laughs> let me let me let me let me quote you then. Do you do you prefer these shows to Captain America Winter Soldier? Do I prefer the shows to Captain America Winter yeah. Soldier uh, than than to Captain America Winter Soldier? Well, when I say I prefer the shows, mm-hmm. I prefer the structure right. and I am enjoying what's happening with mm. it. Now, that could be for multiple reasons. Um, one, and I've said this, I've always said this, I prefer uh, long form storytelling. Right. So whether through it, six episodes, 10 episodes, whatever, whether it's on Netflix or whatever, yeah. I, I do prefer that because it allows you to flesh out characters, which is even a bigger travesty about Sylvie because we had time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I digress. So I, I prefer that long form type of storytelling. And I also, there was something else that I really liked uh, about uh, TV shows. Oh yeah, for some reason, when it comes to TV shows, mm-hmm. it feels less Hollywood in uh, for, for, for a large majority right. of it. And what I mean by less Hollywood is that it's less trying to be, okay, we're trying to tick these boxes in this film, oh, then this in the film, then this yeah. in the film, to make it this and this. It's like, all right, cool. We're just trying to tell a story 
and it might end up like that by the end of the uh, series. Yeah. But, you know, still, we, we get a large part of the actual show where it's just like, all right, cool, we're just telling a nice story that doesn't have to tick any proverbial boxes. Yeah. It's just on with it. Now, going back to your question about, okay, do I prefer Falcon Soldier? Uh, uh, do I prefer the shows to Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. I prefer the structures of the shows and even the weekly, weekly aspects mm-hmm. of it. So I just get my hit of it, chill out, lament on it, or even think about it and then come back to it next week. Mm. With Winter Soldier, uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, my Lord, it, it, it's hard to compare a brilliant film like mm-hmm. that to brilliant shows. Mm-hmm mainly because it, it did so many things correct as a film and did so, so many things correct as a spy film. Mm-hmm. did so many things correct as a, as a Marvel mm-hmm. film. It did so many things correct in terms of people's characters. It made me enjoy Captain America a lot more because I thought he was just like the boy in blue that's always doing the right mm-hmm. thing. But to, for him to even question the stars on his chest, yo, that's levels, mm-hmm. man. That's levels. That's good storytelling. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there isn't good storytelling in the TV shows. There are amazing storytelling uh, in the Marvel uh, TV shows. It's just put in different forms. It's just really what you prefer. Yeah. So to say one is better than the other is comparing oranges and apples, to be, uh, to be absolutely fair. Or oranges and pears. Or apples and pears. Or whatever fruit. Tomatoes, because that's a fruit mm-hmm. now. Or always was a fruit. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, so, it's so much harder. I just prefer long-form storytelling. Maybe my attention span is reduced. Maybe I'm so used to how films are, so I'm just trying to step away from that and trying something different that I just generally enjoy, mm. but still having a similar budget. But the reason why I know that they're still going to keep making films because, plain and simple, films make more money than TV mm. shows. However, I don't know the actual numbers of the TV show. For all we know, it's making bank. Well, but I know big films make big, uh, big I money. I think the TV show, the shows, plural, are probably making the bank in terms of retaining subscribership. Um, mm. so obviously they're looking at that and thinking like in terms of cost benefit analysis, it's like, okay, we got this many surpri- subscribers over the back of this and they've stuck around in terms of retention. Uh, you know, bear in mind, they made 60 million off of Black Widow, something that if you do the mass, right, let's talk about just US dollars. We've done this mass before. I actually check. I made a mistake before for it was $20. It's actually 20 pounds. It's actually 30 US dollars to actually get into disney access right not to mention the five dollars for your monthly subscription so that's just argue for the sake of you just get it for a month that's 35 dollars right and they made 60 million off of it so essentially two million people wait was that 60 million off of the uh, of of a disney off of a disney plus off a disney plus sales so that's two million people that engaged in in uh black widow Two million right. unique accounts paid thirty dollars for thingy. That's crazy. So extrapolate that for the people that have just basically paid for their five pounds a month on just the subscription of um of uh, the, the 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 platform as a whole. It must be stupid numbers. I don't know off the top of my head, but the last time I think it was up to about a hundred, a hundred and five million, one hundred and five million right. at five dollars a month. Not to mention any money that they made from people actually buying the uh, the the access to the movies, but that's five hundred million a month. Five hundred million a month. Five hundred million a month. That's, that that seems that seems ludicrously high because five hundred million a month 
That's half a billion a month. Half a billion a month. Purely from Disney Plus? Yes. Yes. Not to m- Maybe the overheads are high. Maybe the overheads they, are high. They, but that, that's a lot they, of money. They, they would be high, right? They would be high because obviously like... But you think about this, right? You make an investment of a TV show. The shooting is six months. It's cost you uh, 200 million. Let's say the budget for Falcon and Winter Soldier was 200 million, right? I don't think it is. I think it was actually slightly less than that. But that's just round it to 200 million. Uh, and let's say that we include the marketing on that, right? So it was 150 million to produce it, 50 million for the marketing, even though the marketing is probably more than that. Just rough figures on that. That was over six months of shooting to produce that, six months. And in one month, you've made 500 million. Now extrapolate over that over six months to compare it, you're making stupid profit off of that one production. Now, obviously you have multiple productions. But if you just extrapolate over a year, you're seeing your cost benefit ana- uh, analysis and thinking to yourself, this is the investment that we've made now for the future. Imagine, yes, we're taking a loss now over all of the, the productions we have. Bear in mind, they're not doing any licensing deals because for the most part, Disney has got the, u- the unique position that um, Netflix doesn't have. They own all of their products. Even when they produce stars, it's off of, it's programs off of stuff that's already aired and also they already the the networks they already own it's just that it's not under the family friendly banner so they created uh, another product called star now you got all of that where the for the most part all of that other product you already own and the new stuff that you're making in terms of the movies that you put on the platform people are paying for honestly bro that is a lot of money even if they're making a loss for now they're projecting for the future that if now they've got a hundred million subscribers next year they get to, to 200 million 200 million five dollars that's a that's i'm pretty sure that's a yeah yeah the, the numbers are crazy I, I just googled it very quickly because i was thinking man I, it's hard to believe but um because they started in um last year 2020 mm. first quarter yeah right? first quarter obviously that was towards the end of the quarter it wasn't straight away from mm. january no it was a bit anyway regardless yeah, 500 million, 500 million in the first quarter, not in the first month, but in the mm-hmm. first quarter, but it gets better. Second quarter, 900. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third quarter, so, right, just just going past April, uh, just going past, well, uh, uh, summertime, mm-hmm. right? 1.4 billion. Yes. Fourth quarter, 1.7 yes. billion. Quarter one, this, so the first, um, the first three months of this year, how much? How much they make in that first? Three I mean, months. you're the math teacher here. Don't be doing. Don't be treating me like your students here, bro. Ah, nah, bro, bro. Just give me a rough figure, so man. Do- you heard it was half a billion in the first quarter, 2020. Zero point nine billion in the uh, 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 uh the second yeah. quarter. One point four billion. You can see it's increasing. Oh, yeah, so, 1. Two, 7. so two point eight billion. Oh, I'm up to so far. Ooh, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, a bit far. Yeah, a bit far. <laughs> uh, two. They made two. Okay. Bill. Uh, in the first Wait, quarter, if the, you, and if, that's the first. If you say months. if you say five five hundred million, then nine hundred million. Are, are 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 we adding it or is it cum- is it going up accumulatively? No, 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 no. Based off of uh, that's their revenue, right? Uh, per quarter. okay per quarter. So you're not adding it together. It's just cum- accumulative. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not cumulative. It's no. not cumulative. So from from five uh, from five hundred, then the next quarter was nine hundred. That's that's fourteen. Uh, that's one point four billion, right? Collectively, yes. yes. So then, then they made another in the following quarter. They made another one point four billion, right? Isn't that two point eight billion? Yeah, two point eight yeah. billion. You yeah. said you said I was over. I, I literally said two point eight billion. 
No, I asked you how much did they make in the first quarter twenty twenty. Oh right. Like what did they? Oh, make they made another two billion on top of that. So a total is four point eight billion. No, it's more than that because in the fourth quarter they made one point seven. So collectively, so that's two point eight plus one point seven, yeah. then plus two on top of oh, that. Oh snap! So one point seven plus what? What do we say? Two point yeah. eight. So that it made six point five billion in the first from quarter one to quarter yeah. one twenty twenty. To 2021, they've made what did I just say, uh, 4.5 bill. All right, do you know, do you know, do you know what's crazy about that? Do you know how long it took them to get to that point, uh, with the movies? It took them about three years to get that point in the movies. And that, bruv, subscription is the future, bro. Like, look at what, what's happening with uh, uh Game mm-hmm. Pass, right? Look what's happening with with Xbox. Yeah. Subscription is the future. Uh, it's been Do you know future. it's just future, but Marvel is. I'm not sorry, not Marvel. Microsoft is not dumb because let's say this right. They got the subscribers. They got people uh, subscribing, but those products within the subscription, those games within Game Pass, you can still buy them retail full freight. So for all those people that nah, I don't believe in subscription, they still make money if you buy those games individual. Technically speaking, you you it costs you more to do that because if you. Well, they're using old money. That's what they're doing. They're using mm-hmm. old money, the old process. Yeah. But now we have access for the new process. It means they don't lose money from the old no. process. They're not completely uh, uh, exiling yeah. it like they tried to do when they had the uh, no mm-hmm. disc <laughs> console. <laughs> but, you know, you know. Probably what I mean? the way they're so they still got the old. Probably money. the way they're thinking about it, and this is how I think about it. It's like, okay, if you subscribe for the year, that's one hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, one hundred and twenty dollars a year, right? Now, if you're a person that can only afford two games a year. That's still one hundred and twenty dollars, but in terms of value, you're as the consumer is getting less value because if you get the subscription, that's like a hundred plus games, but if you're buying piecemeal, you're getting only two games. So really and truly, long term speaking, if you wanted to try and even match that, right? Microsoft is winning off of you every time. They're winning off of you every time. The house, the house yeah, wins in that equation. Yeah, yeah. And I think all these companies are making similar uh, uh, um, movements. Mm-hmm. So just how like we saw with Disney, I can relate it to Microsoft in the sense that they're trying to do their own thing. We're trying to buy up all these different studios to make our own games. Mm-hmm. So we cake off our own production, just like Disney Plus. They already got uh, uh, um, the Simpson mini productions. They've got... Uh, the Star Wars several shows lined up. They've got the Marvel stuff coming yeah. up. They've got their own Disney Channel esque type shows, like the basketball one with the girls. Like there, there's so many different things that they're they're doing so that it makes their money back for people to yeah. stay. And also, old money is yeah. there. Like you can still buy, you can still watch all, uh, some of the shows on different platforms. You can still buy the DVDs and the Blu-rays yeah. on Amazon. You can still they're not gatekeeping their content. No. They're saying, oh, if you want. If you want to buy it with the, all that new old money, there's also new money. Most likely, people are doing both. Yeah. Me personally, I'll never buy a Blu-ray DVD for any of these no. films because what they've done is so amazing with Disney Plus. All the extra bits are actually just there anyway, yeah. as if it was on the Blu-ray or the DVD. Yeah. So I'm so impressed with what they have to achieve and the value you're actually getting. It makes sense why they've grossed in less. Well, in about a year, just over a year, what? 5.6 4.5 with a b yeah. everybody from the back billion dollars yeah. that is it's insane. wild unless i'm reading these numbers wrong and i'm talking rubbish i mean 
but they they the case is it's like yeah. we'll never know the true numbers because they know the real numbers of the subscription they're probably only advertising what they feel comfortable advertising right um because obviously this stuff fluctuates all the time they probably losing subscribers and gaining subscribers they can't really keep up but enough about talking about other people's money that we're not making because we're broke um i think that's a good place to wrap it up there ken uh i want to thank everybody that stuck around to the end uh, to hear our waffle about these these figures that we do are not privy to industry uh we appreciate you we love you and i know you love us because that's why you stuck around to the end um respectfully platonically i've got a girlfriend so calm down um but thank you for joining us this week and on that note uh peace adios people